Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Hello, Jonathan. Yes, who's there? Who is this? Craig, I knew it was you. How are you today, my friend? Hey, it's good. It's a it's a uh, windy, blustery, gray mm. day out in Seattle, mm. uh, here uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, and yeah. uh, I am not wearing a sweatshirt, and I but wish not, I, I were. That. Yeah. How are it you doing? It is, uh, predictably, I'm looking it up right now, uh, our high today is going to be 98, which, of course, in context of Palm Springs, is rather cool. Uh, it's only about, only about 95 right now. Um, it's kind of a gorgeous day. Uh, it was beautiful out this morning, having coffee in the backyard and going for a walk with the dog. But I will tell you, after many days of sunshine and many more days to come, um, I would not mind a blustery, rainy day. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's I feel like I'm violating a trust. When I say that, but <laughs> well, you know, that's the, it, it, it. Everybody wants something a little bit different now and again. You yeah. just want a little change, right? A little the change. Up. Is always blustier, right? On, on the it's other side, that's right. Blustery, it's a little blustery. Blustery. Yeah. That doesn't sound right at all. Blusterier. Blustery or I'm sure we'll hear about this from one of our listeners. Sure yes. we will. <laughs> Someone's shaking their head right now, going, "Okay, what yeah. else? Is, what else can I listen <laughs> to?" Are a nightmare. Let me turn this. Well, back and hello here. to our listener, listener, listeners. However, many of you are out there. Um, we are delighted to uh, have you join us for this conversation. We always are. Yes. Um, we are, in case you are lost, we are the Tasty Gents. That's um, us. And uh, we have this podcast between Seattle and Palm Springs where we talk about food mostly. Yeah. We veer off in some some different directions every now and then, but we often come back to food. Yeah. And and not like veer off in like a senior moment, but we just get wrapped up in the conversation. Um, true. We do yeah. have our senior moments. Actually, we do have senior moments. Yes, we do moments when we're lost. <laughs> Wait, where were we? Uh, but no, we look for things that are related perhaps to food or interesting about food or sometimes things are interesting, but not about food. Um, yes. And one of the reasons that's relevant, listeners, is that uh, we love getting ideas for things you'd like to hear us talk about. So if you oh, haven't yeah. been on our Facebook page, you should do that because there's a lot there. Yeah, Tasty Gents on Facebook. Who knew? Who knew? Actually, some people do. Yeah, we've got some people. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> well, hey, what are we talking about today, Jonathan? You know, um, we're going to talk about the uh, you know something that is that is I think near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. It is uh, really important for an event, a holiday that is up, that is coming up here shortly, um, and it is probably the number one contributor that has put more uh, dentists' children through college mm -hmm. than anything else, uh, mm -hmm. sir. We are talking about candy, candy, candy. That's right, right. candy. Yes, candy. And the holiday you're referring to is, of course, Halloween. National Candy Day. Uh, National Candy Day. And so uh, what is probably obvious, listeners, is what we're going to do is spend the entire rest of our time in this podcast talking about the pros and cons of candy corn. <laughs> it's a divisive issue in this country. It's time we all came together. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. We're not um, doing that. It is an old, you know, I, I looked this up. Um, candy corn was invented in like 1880. It's been around. It, it's a survivor. Whether you love it or hate it, it's uh, it's been around a while. Cockroach of Halloween candy. It is, um, <laughs> and are you a pro candy corn or anti candy corn person? Oh, that's, you know what? Like most things, 
it is uh, completely dependent on what other candies are available and how right. desperate I am to have something sugary at the time. So that is an appropriate and well-crafted political response. <laughs> I will say that I am pro candy corn in all situations. Oh, in all situations. I, I love it. Yes. I love a single candy corn where I will bite off the little white tip and, act, and just eat that bit and then bite off the yellow middle and mm. eat that bit. They don't taste different. I don't care. Oh, and then really? take the third little orange bit and eat it separately or grab a handful and munch on them as if it was a handful of crayons, which is essentially what they taste. They're made of crayons. I think there's some. Well, I think that also um, they, you know, as a child, I like them because they are, I think, the only candy and, you know, prove me wrong here or, or not prove me wrong. I hate it when people say that. But just, you know, if you have another, uh, you know, it, they these they're shaped like little uh, triangles and they were the perfect little vampire teeth. When vampire teeth. Kid, yes. Right? You can put them in and, you know, we're going to do the do the face. I just did the face for anybody else. For those who missed it, Jonathan just made a vampire face. Yeah. Um, But he was lacking candy corn. Um, Okay. (laughs) That's probably enough time spent on candy corn, but I felt like I needed to introduce it because it's divisive. And in fact, there's a whole other episode on divisive foods, things that people are passionate about Mm -hmm. on one side or the other. And I know that there are people who, who have strong opinions about, are you ready? Raisins. Oh my. Raisins. We don't have to do it today. But there's a there's a whole other episode on divisive foods. I thought you were going to go with pickled pig knuckles, but no, you went with raisins. Pickled pig knuckles, also a choice. Yeah. Pickled eggs. Liver and onions. Divisive. There's no divisiveness there. It's just. (laughs) The the question is, did you grow up on a farm during the Depression or not? And so if you like it, (laughs) then... The answer is probably yes. Yes. Okay. No, I know for a fact that, uh, that 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 Andrew's father, Bill, who might be listening to this one right now, loves liver and onions. It's one of his favorites. Uh, he gets it every time he goes out, and it's uh, and, and it's quite a treat for him. I was I, I know we're, we're talking about candy, but I was raised like my mother Georgia really loved it. She would have it like once a month, and it was the mm-hmm. only meal that I would pinch my nose to eat and get mm-hmm. through because I just couldn't stand it. It just I, yeah. And to this day. Anyway, okay, that's enough of that. Enough of that. But again, I believe there's a divisive foods episode in our future. But let's talk instead about food that is not divisive, which yes. is to say candy. Let's talk about candy. Um, what I mean, what, what can we say? Is there anyone who just doesn't care for it? There might be. There are. I mean, in the same way that like every now and then I meet people who say that they don't like cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, not like choosing to be vegan. They're just like, nope, I would rather not have cheese. I'm like, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I know that they're out there, the, the, the candy people, the non-candy people, but most people, I think it's a question of which is the one that is it, do they like dark chocolate or white chocolate? Do they like, you know, little bits here or large chunks there? So, yeah. Some people, I know for myself, and, and I'll, I'm going to out myself here, and anyone who knows me already knows this, but um, I've got a sweet tooth. Like I've got a real real advanced sweet tooth and i may i may actually have many teeth that are sweet so i'm at that point and it was and and i had um you know and i have to kind of watch it so so if i i can i can kind of get through a lot of candy or candied or sugary things in a very short period of time Mm -hmm. um you know where where one person would see a bowl of of candy and like hey that's gonna last a week and i'll have one piece Mm -hmm. here and i'll moderate that bowl 
I mean, that candy's not getting any younger. I'm uh, any older. I'm, I'm going to get through it, and uh, and and I I kind of mouth through it. So I have to, I have to watch myself because, yeah. like anyone else who gets too much sugar, I don't feel great afterwards. Yes, it's just. <laughs> I mean, I'm like so, my teeth, my teeth hurt. Like all the stuff happens, and they sort of they sort of throb a little bit. Yes. So uh, the, uh, you're in good company, my friend, because I also have a number of sweet teeth. Um, they do not serve me well because I do. I also have to sort of have that that boundary. And the candy dish example is a great one. My mom, um, hmm. who is an extraordinary human for a long list of reasons, um, when we were so I have two brothers, um, and so and we're all relatively close in age. And when we were younger, my mom had this this goal of having a very refined household, hmm. and in this refined household. Um, she stopped short of plastic covers on furniture, but but this is in that <laughs> realm, I think. She had a glass candy dish with a lid, very elegant, mm -hmm. and she would buy um, orange slices or spearmint leaves. Those are the ones, they're sort of jelly, sugar yeah, cover, yeah. orange slices, spearmint leaves. And in her mind, she would fill this candy dish when she went grocery shopping over the weekend. And then over the week, people would just, as you say, take the lid off, have a single candy, enjoy it. You know, yeah. savor it a little bit, put the lid back on. Uh, and that way, of course, when the queen stopped by, as she was wont to do, we would have <laughs> candy available for her. Uh, right. The reality is that her, uh, she had three sons who were essentially like having a pack of wild dogs in your home. Yeah. Um, and so we would descend on the candy dish and eat it all in under a minute. And she would hate her life. Um, <laughs> and what was the nothing? You left nothing for the queen. Nothing for the queen. The queen never came. I only assume it's because we ate all the candy. You ate all the candy. She probably, yeah, she probably called ahead. Is, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the spearmint leaves. Do you have yeah, any? Exactly. Yes. There I'm are no me. spearmint leaves. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, given that we often talk about things that we like to cook. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about candy. Yeah. Had, there's one thing I wanted to I wanted to mention because I tried something new a couple of Christmases ago, and it was wildly successful. Um, I made a candy product called Tarone. It's an Italian nougat candy <clears throat> uh called Tarone. have you heard of it i i know no i haven't heard it so the the basic so it's it's white so if you were to see Tarone, it, it's um it's uh white nougat itself i'm not sure if there are different kinds of nougat this particular one uh you take honey and you simmer honey sometimes i've seen recipes with honey and sugar but it's a lot of honey mm -hmm. that you simmer a little bit and then you uh, take it off the heat and you fold in egg whites mm -hmm. and so as you fold in the egg whites it, it makes it much lighter gives it more of a chewy texture. And, and then you fold in uh, traditionally like almonds and pistachios are very traditional. Oh, yeah. um, and so I added, because I love raisins, again, back to divisive foods. Yeah. I added raisins. I also added uh, candied orange peel, which I love. You fold all of that in and then you put it into a dish. And at, when it cools, it becomes, it, it hardens. Mm -hmm. uh, although not, um, not not crunchy hard it ends up kind of having a chew to it yeah um, and you cut it in blocks or cut it in strips and it's really um in, in different parts of the world it's popular holiday candy and so i practiced a few times with torone um to get the gist of it and yeah it was fun and it's amazing oh my gosh so yeah well if you have any pictures you know where we need to see those I do. I was looking earlier that I, I do have pictures, including I think I have, as always, I have pictures of when it didn't go well, um, <laughs> which is to say like the I, I folded the egg whites in and I think maybe the egg whites were too cold or or the honey was too hot or something. But it ended up being it, it didn't set up quite right. Um, yeah. But I still ate all of it. 
Um, you know, that's and that's a that's an interesting thing that you mentioned because you, you mentioned like the the, the temperature. And I think that yeah. in one of the things that I learned and so orange peels, you mentioned that as well. And I, I and and I as a yeah. kid, um I didn't help out in the kitchen much, but when there was sugar involved, you really couldn't keep me away. So I saw the sugar bag come out and I'm, you know, I'm at the <laughs> kitchen door, like, how can I help? You know, I'm ready. He, <laughs> and so and just to try to get closer to that sugar bag. Um, and so, uh, so like my oh, mother would sure. do, she would do like candied orange peels, um, candied grapefruit slices. So she would make those as well, which were just delicious. Um, how many about candied grapefruit slices? How like, I, I have a, a mental image that probably isn't right. How do no, it's um, it, it, it's probably exactly what you think. So it's it's basically a very thinly sliced uh, cross section of grapefruit mm -hmm. um, that that she would candy, um, and you know you would. I mean, there's 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 recipes out there for for doing sure. it, but basically it would. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's the same candy process for basically for making the candied orange peels. It's it's not much really. Different. Yeah. So I uh, in uh, also a year to year to I think two years ago was Torone experimentation. Last year was candied orange peel experimentation, and mm -hmm. and part of what drove this last year was uh, I learned that candied orange peel is actually very easy to make. That was probably dangerous for me because <laughs> that means that once you have a whole bunch of candied orange peel, um, having candied orange peel that's dipped in chocolate is just another right. step that's quite easy that's but then you have a whole lot of that and then you're just that guy who sits alone in his house and eats candied orange peel <laughs> you have your own chocolate fountain just yes. now for the <laughs> candied orange peel mountain. mountain of candied orange peels and you're yes. and there was like when you when you know that there's a certain part of your budget for grocery shoppings that just for sugar and oranges yes. then you have a problem then you have a problem yeah I'm not there yet, but I might be. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm baking a lot of bread today. So I think bread flour might be the problem that I have right now. But oh, yeah. candied orange peels. Well, then the mm -hmm. other thing that happened was someone gave me, uh, so citrus comes into season in uh, Palm Springs in the fall and winter, in the winter mostly. Right. And so someone gave me a whole bunch of really beautiful, wonderful grapefruit. And so I did not candy grapefruit slices, but I did candy grapefruit peel. Um, I also mm -hmm. made grapefruit marmalade uh, that summer, some of, or that oh. winter, some of which I'm still eating because I made a bunch of it. Um, but the candied grapefruit peel with the bitter, the bitter of the grapefruit and the sugar that it was candied in, oh, that was magical. I will make that again this year if I can find somebody with a grapefruit tree. Um, what you know, we, we might be able to help with that because Oops. I know that uh, there is, like you said, the season we we come into season uh, yeah. in the fall in the fall and winter, and uh, and and where um, Andrew's parents live, they have tons of these lemon and grapefruit and trees all over the property really? that are mostly free for the picking. So we are, you know, we are a, a little bit of manual labor and some grocery empty grocery bags away from having all the citrus we need. We could have a whole citrus themed day and then citrus themed uh, Tasty Gents episode uh, with yeah. candied peel and candied slices and marmalades and all of it. All the preserving things. All the preserving things. You know, it's interesting. So so another thing, more than candied stuff, uh, jams and preserves were things that we made a lot in our house because growing mm. up in mostly in, in Washington, you, you get a lot of berries and there's certainly a lot of opportunities for jams, huckleberries, blueberries, um, you know, all, of course, all the blackberries and, and, uh, and uh, raspberries, all these things, right? Just, just tons of that stuff available. 
uh, as a kid, we spent all strawberries, of course, spent all this time doing this. But of course, you know, the, the history is, is that that's, you know, fruit doesn't last and you have to keep, you have to have some way to have it. And they realize yep. that, you know, wow, we have very few vitamins in the winter, except for what we eat <laughs> off of the bone from the animals that we, you know, so how yes. do we preserve these things? And, um, and thank goodness for, uh, for sugar. Thank goodness because, for sugar. Yeah. Cause salted strawberries, not so good. Ooh, not so much. Um, mm. Although I'll talk about, about, preserving fruit in a minute. But one of the first things I did in the pandemic, and that this cracks me up, um, you know, I've said before, I believe it, we don't know what the long-term impacts of the pandemic are going to be. I think yeah. that our our planet is literally just still figuring that out. But in the first couple of months, I I had so many great plans. I was, I was going to write a lot more. I didn't. I was going to, yeah. you know, I was relatively new at making sourdough at that point. So I thought I'm just going to make more bread. I did. I gave a lot of bread away. Yeah. But one of the things I did early on, I lived um, at the time in Seattle in um, kind of in the Ballard neighborhood. And there's a, a really great bike trail. It, it's part of the National Rails to Trails um, project. It's yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, retired railroad tracks and turn them into bike and pedestrian paths. So there's one called the Burke Gilman trail that runs through the Seattle, through Seattle and the and Seattle area. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I rode my bicycle down to the Burke and in a couple of places in Ballard, it's uh, lined on both sides with blackberry bushes, which of course are invasive in the Pacific Northwest. So, yeah. you know, there's things that people hack back, but it was springtime. It was March, April, whatever time it was. And so they're packed with berries. Yeah. So I went down figuring, okay, pandemic, I've got this. And <laughs> I collected probably five pounds of blackberries oh um, and took them back home and made them into blackberry jam and ate it for a year in the pandemic. It was fantastic. And yeah. the thing about that that I learned is it's so much easier than I thought it was. Mm. That making jam, it doesn't require nearly the, the level of equipment or hassle or time that I, or mess that I thought I was going to. So yeah. I was pretty glad for that. Yeah, you can make a lot of mistakes while making jam, and it's still pretty good at the end. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, in, in the kitchen, we call it Jonathan Proof. But like Jonathan Proof recipes and things like, well, we only had half of the stuff we needed for the recipe. Let's try it anyway. But with the jam, like jams and preserves, like you can really. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, it's they're true. pretty amazing. I, um, and, but this is the other thing I was going to say. So someone recently gave me about. I'm looking at them, five pounds of limes <clears throat> up the tree. So this is some folks here in town. I'm not sure. Like I said, I thought citrus comes to um, comes in in the winter, but maybe it's late winter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Five pounds of limes. They're beautiful. Big and giant, very juicy, beautiful limes. Um, I don't know what to do with five pounds of limes. Mm-hmm. I know that preserved lemons are a thing, <clears throat> which is when you take lemons and you pack them in salt and you stuff them down into like a quart-sized jar mm-hmm. and then you ignore them for a month and that salt acts as a brine that kind of converts the peel into a really nice condiment. It gets used in Middle Eastern cooking a lot and things like that. Um, so let me ask. So, but you don't put any yes. liquid in the the, the liquid within the citrus acts. It 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 you know it gets pulled out through the salt, yep. and then that just becomes a juicy. Mess yeah, in the exactly correct. And not just pulled out from the salt. So because I read so the short version of this is I'm doing preserved limes right now. There's not as many applications that I found yet for preserved limes, but I have a month, so I'm going to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. But what you do, so you you take the lime and you cut off um, a little flat spot at the at the blossom end and a little flat spot at the stem end, so that yeah. it will stand up straight. And then you you slice an X 
in the top of the line about three quarters of the way down. So it, it you know, it still holds together, but you've got, you sort of cut into the fruit that way. Yeah. You pack a bunch of salt down inside the lime and then you, or lemon, and you put that into a quart size or whatever size um, jar that mm. you're able to seal. And then you do another one and you continue packing them in there. And as you are, are pushing them very hard down into the jar, the juice automatically starts to get released because you're literally squeezing them. Right, so sure. as you do that and you push more in, the level of juice rises up in the jar uh, until, and, and what, what they want you to do is actually um, keep cramming limes in there until there's juice all the way to the top. Huh. So then you've got limes and, and lime juice that came from those limes um, and kosher salt. And it the, run, the recipe that I'm working with right now had me do all that that I described to you, <clears throat> leave it out on the counter for 12 hours. And after 12 hours, like push it down again after it softened a little bit um, to make sure that there's enough lime juice in there. And then put the whole mess into the fridge for a month. Yeah. Um, and then a month later, take it out. And then when you use them, preserved lemons or limes, you actually discard the fruit at that point. So if there's any mm -hmm. of the leftover pulp or fruit, you get rid of that. You're only after the peel at this point. And the recipe that I read said the peel, it loses all of its bitterness. It's got a floral quality to it. Um, you have to rinse off the salt because it's just brining in salt. So you sure. rinse off. Um, and then it becomes a condiment that you can use in salad dressings or like I said, Miller's Middle Eastern cooking. I don't right. know yet. All this is, is hypothetical so far, but the lemons are currently preserving there in the salt in the fridge. Well, you know me. Um, you know, if if you're lacking for for ideas of what to do, um, I'll bring the gin and tonics over, and oh, we'll just see what that does. <laughs> gin and tonic with preserved lime—that sounds actually fantastic. <laughs> really good. All right, I so know. we're gonna have to have a whole plan of what we do with these. So yes, some of the limes have become or are becoming a jar of preserved limes. Um, the remainder of the limes are going to become lime marmalade. Oh my! Yeah, which. I have made grapefruit marmalade. I mentioned that a moment ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have made orange marmalade, <clears throat> which uh, it was my it was a favorite of my dad's. And you know, as we do often, want to sort of evoke memories of people that we love. And so, sure. I one of the ways I evoke memories of people that I love is to cook things that they loved. Um, except I'm not. My dad loved liver and onions as well, but I'm not, not doing it. Um, but I made orange marmalade because he loved it. Well, now I have all these yeah. limes. So I looked up recipes for lime marmalade. They're out there. It, huh. it, it's a little different, it seems, but but the people who are making it are like, holy mackerel, this is amazing. I can't wait to make this again. So I don't know. Yeah. So sometimes when you when you get to Palm Springs, you will get to sample the lime marmalade. I've I've never had it. This will be my if first it's time. Awful, if it's awful, you'll get three or four jars. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, we can always figure something else out. Um, that that's great. You know and. I have not made anything citrusy in in a candied or a preserved really? in years. And, I, and as you're going through this, you're talking about this, um, you know, memories of from from my childhood come up. And I, I remember oh, yeah. like gathering all the stuff and all the slicing and the things and the pots with all the steam coming up and the boiling and the sugars out and the, just the smell in the house nice. as things are reduced and the citrus hits the and that that kind of hits the air and the it's uh it really makes me it's a little nostalgic. Like I I think I want to go get some oranges and or some grapefruits and you know try this out this week. I think you should. Yeah. So candied 
grapefruit slices. What were yes. the other what were the other candies that your mom made or that you remember? Yeah, so peanut brittle was was a big deal. She loved it. She loved peanut brittle. So and not it was not my favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, I I lived in a house where we didn't buy candies. We didn't buy like (laughs) we were the least favorite house on Halloween because those kids got apples and (laughs) you know, and not even candied apples, just an apple Um, and things like that. Yeah, so. But so so we so we didn't buy a lot of candies and sugary things. And so anything that we had, a cookie, oh my gosh, you, I mean, I if cookies were made, I thought like the world uh was was ending or something. It's some some traumatic thing because we never had cookies in the house. Mostly I think because my mother would go through all the effort to make the cookies and then about 45 seconds later I had eaten them all. <laughs> just a it's not even cool. Like just they're hot. You can't even you're still juggling them because of the right. heat, but you're somehow trying to force it into your mouth. Yeah. Um <laughs> that was my, that was, yeah, that was. I love that. Have but you made brittle yourself? I've never, you know what? I, I haven't. Again, not like, I, like if I were going to a candy store and yeah. I saw peanut brittle, it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. Um, I, I really like if I, if I were just like, if we were just take a second and talk about like what, like what's your favorite candy to Definitely. eat? Um, sure. My go-to is licorice. Uh, I am. And I, and, and I, I really like uh, as a kid, I liked, the the the, uh, the licorice uh, red vines yes i like those a lot um uh, much more i think twizzlers and we, we can go back about this this might be in the divisive episode i think, I think it is um, yeah. twi- twizzlers uh are the gateway to communism um and uh <laughs> and i think that if uh, obviously. obviously obviously yeah so i'm very obviously pro pro uh, <laughs> pro democracy and capitalism so I, I eat red vines um anyway so uh, we can go back but we'll go back back and forth about that but i there are some really good licorice offerings at Trader Joe's. And there's a, there's an Australian company that has all sorts of flavors that um, some of them are real flavors. Some of them are not personally. They're so delicious. I don't care. So, and mm-hmm. and that's one of those things that the little bag comes in and you're like, that's a hefty bag. And you're like, that's going to take me forever to get through. And then by the end of the evening, you're like, Hey, how did this thing get empty? So <laughs> I've been uh, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? Um, so licorice, yeah, licorice is, is my favorite. Do do you have a favorite? Every I have a thousand favorites. Um, and by the way, yes, we need to add uh, licorice in general to the divisive candies or divisive foods episode, specifically mm. black licorice, because I believe there's an entire episode oh we my. can spend on black licorice. Yeah, um, Trader Joe's. It's funny that you mentioned that and talk about candy. So. Uh, I don't shop at Trader Joe's. There are people right now who are listening who are, they've gasped in horror. They they <laughs> cannot imagine how I'm missing out on this particular slice of Americana. And I will yeah. tell you, I love Trader Joe's. Oh. They have great things there. Yes. And mm-hmm. they have so many different iterations of amazing candy. The All the different versions of licorice like you talked about. Yeah. Things covered in chocolate that I never thought to cover in chocolate. Oh my gosh. If I go to Trader Joe's, I want it all. Oh. And I bring it all home. So, uh, but things that I love candy wise. Um, so I love almonds. Uh, and so I have made almond brittle. I've made a lot of brittle. Um, mm. And it's one of those things that once you realize how easy it is to make, if you have a sweet tooth, you are sorry that you learned how easy it is to make. Um, <laughs> but uh, so almond brittle, I love um, ice cream. It's it's ice cream is it. Um, oh, come on. I literally met with my cardiologist um, recently. I may have already told the story and she asked me about how much red meat I eat and how much cheese I eat and yeah. all that. And, and all, you know, she had no, no advice, no uh, advice for me 
based on my answers. But when she asked how frequently I eat ice cream, I did actually say, do you mean how many times a day? <laughs> she did not clarify her question. She just smiled and said, is it possible to cut back? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Um, so I love, I love ice cream. That's over the top. But candy wise, mm. um, I like so I like brittles. I like things that have mint. Junior mints are a favorite at uh, the, at the movie theater um, because oh, they're yeah. junior mint mints. and chocolatey junior mints. Yeah, and if and if you go to the movie, most movie theaters, if you ask them if they have junior mints in the freezer, they will. Oh, and so junior mints from the freezer are especially excellent. Yeah, I can uh, see that, and I've never thought to ask. What a great thing! It's a great thing. Yeah, it's like a secret movie theater thing that most of them have. Yeah. Um, Chocolate-covered almonds, big fan mm -hmm. of those. Um, I think that's what comes to mind. But really, there's there's very little candy that I don't really enjoy. Um, and chocolate-covered raisins, because I do love raisins. As oh, I said. So, the, so the raisinettes, yeah, are, raisinettes. are a yeah. big... I'm, and so I, just just so you, you know where I stand, I'm, I'm yes, very pro-raisin. You're pro-raisin? Very pro-raisin. Um and and one of my in fact my favorite cookie is an oatmeal cookie with raisins. Oh. Um, it's my favorite. So okay, yeah. I have an oatmeal raisin cookie recipe that I believe is the best I've ever had, and certainly the best I've ever made. Okay, so this is sounding like a thing that we're going to have to do when you guys get up here. I think we're going to have to have a. I think let's get baked. Let's it's, let's do some baking. <laughs> let's get baked. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All this has made me crave uh, candy. And in fact, I was just the voice in my head that does not, that is not my friend, uh, reminded me that I'm currently in possession of quite a lot of almonds. I could make almond brittle literally mm. before the heat has cooled from my laptop from this meeting. Right. Um, I could, I could have almond brittle in the house, which is a terrible idea. Oh, that sounds, that sounds actually really good. So yeah, I, I also, yeah. I, Here's again, the neat thing about too. making brittles, if you haven't done it and you said you haven't. So <clears throat> I made it two two ways. So of course in making candy, you know, there's a candy thermometer is a really, really great thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's uh, there there's levels of candy doneness or sugar doneness. So softball stage is what you want for jams and jellies where, where it, it kind of holds together, but it's still relatively soft and then yeah. hardball or hard crack um, is uh, where it has cooked long enough that when it cools, it will get um, hard. It will get the, the like a Jolly Rancher level of hard. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and so brittle, you want to be hard that way because you want it to crack and break into chunks when the nut when the nuts are are folded in. Yeah. Um, but there's a one of the methods of of making it that I've seen and the one that I prefer. Uh, it's very very cool because it's like science. Mm -hmm. um, right when you get to the stage that that it, that you want, you put in like very little, maybe a half a teaspoon of baking soda. Hmm. And what it immediately does is it foams up. The baking soda reacts with something in the sugar in the in the in the mix. <clears throat> and it foams up, creates all this air that makes the brittle so much easier to bite and to chew. Because brittle hmm. often is like trying to eat glass, sweet, delicious, nutty glass, but yeah. glass. glass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun to make because you got to have a big enough, a deep enough pot. So when you toss in that little bit of um, of baking soda, the whole thing foams up, and right. then quick, quick, dump it out on your on your um, 
that sheet of stuff that I can't remember the name of right now. Parchment paper. Parchment paper, yeah. Parchment paper and spread it. And then it um, it breaks much more easily. Wow, that was off on a tangent. I really want candy now. That was, that was, and again, not a senior moment. No. Not a senior moment, exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love all that stuff. Well, it, listen, uh, listeners, I know we're, I think we're getting close to time, Greg. Is that right? I think we are. We have once again burned through uh, a little bit, a little bit more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, if, if, so so we, we mentioned Facebook. If you're not a Facebook fan, hey, guess what? We have email, tastygens at gmail.com. Go ahead and, and send us an email. If you have a candy you like, if there's a thing that, that you know, you like to make or that you used to make um, or that you're thinking of making, uh, let us know. Let us know. Drop it in Facebook. Yeah. Send us an email. Um, stop us on the street. Anything. And if you are on Facebook, I will post um, pictures of the Tarone that I made um, oh. earlier in the year and pictures also of the candied uh, orange peel that I made. So Fantastic. I'll share both of those on Facebook. Okay. All right. Looking forward to that. I'm looking now. I just want to eat it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, once again, what a pleasure yeah. to hang out with you. This is a lot of fun. Great. Love it. Thank you again, sir. And everyone we'll see you next time. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. You've been listening to tasty gents a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.